following is a special presentation of the Mars Attacks podcast, member of Talking Metal Digital. This is Kurt Winstein from Crowbar, and you're listening to Mars Attacks. Uh, hey, what's up? This is Liam from Cancer Bats. Hey, everybody, what's happening? This is John Bush. Hey, what's up? This is Joey Z from Life of Agony. Hey, everybody, this is your big... Gene What's up? This is Doc Coyle. From- hey, this is Chuck Billy from Testament right here on Mars Attack. Hey, this is Rex Brown from Kill Devil Hill. Hey, this is Richard Christie from the band Charred Walls of the Damned on Metal Blade Records. Hey, this is Chris Mars from Six Feet Under. Hey, what do you say? Be careful because Mars Attacks. This is Bobby Blitz from Overkill. You stay tuned. Welcome, one and all, to episode 100 of the Mars Attacks podcast. I'm your host, Victor. And, well, 100 episodes. Woohoo! <laughs> Should have come a hell of a lot sooner, in my opinion. So many things that have uh, tripped us up along the way health issues, nuttiness with uh, uh, house construction and moving, employment issues. So on and so forth. But, you know, at the end of the day, the music is always there to sort of lift your spirits up and, you know, get you through the day, basically, you know. Uh, so many times when I talk about music, I talk about the emotional connection and how a certain track may have been there to get you through one moment or another moment in time. And, uh, well... Um, this episode is just going to be me just talking and playing some music, basically. Um, I debated doing a lot of different things for episode 100, but, um, you know, when you look at other people that are putting out 100 episodes a year, uh, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, you know, when I started out, I was doing three podcasts at the same time, plus two radio shows. So I remember that first year I did like 300 some odd episodes, had kids, and <laughs> that stopped. But um, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, we're trying to get Mars Attacks out to you on a weekly basis. Uh, if that doesn't happen, then, well, something extraordinary has taken place. What I am trying to do is stockpile some stuff. We have a bunch of episodes for the uh, Decade series already taken care of. Um, so that, those will be coming to you once a month. Um, we're trying to get the Classic Album series out once a month. It's a very difficult series to put together. Uh, you have artists that say they want to be involved. They end up not being involved. You end up tracking people down. And in the end, a lot of times, 70 to 90% of the people that say that they want to get involved never get back to you. So it is what it is. We we pretty much take, you know, what comments we do have and we run forward with them and, and try to put good shows together for you guys. Um, just recently did an episode for the Decade Series with Rock from Radioactive Metal and he did mention that our classic album series inspired his album Autopsy series over there at Radioactive Metal, and that was one of the coolest things ever that I could um, hear, you know. Um, I very much respect what they do at Radioactive Metal and, and a bunch of other shows where you're going to have um, 
host guest hosting on Mars Attacks as well with this decade series. You know, I, I really enjoy what these shows do. Um, I wish I could keep up with everything as much as uh, some others do. Uh, unfortunately, it just isn't the case at the moment, but I am slowly but surely creeping back in and um, trying to catch up on a bunch of different episodes from different shows. Um, another thing that I'm catching up on is Scott from Focus on Metals and Richie, actually. It was Richie's idea. The great, great series that they did for Dio's uh, Strange Highways. What a great album. An album that, from the start, I've always loved. And it just amazed me how people were like, you know, that they there's a whole sector of Dio fans that never liked that album or have started to catch on afterwards. You know, I've always loved Tracy G's playing, always loved what Jeff Pilson had done, and man, Vinny Apice to me is one of my biggest influences playing on the drums, and I think for a lot of stoner and doom bands, a lot of people point to Sabbath, but I think they really, I mean, as great as Bill Ward was in the 70s as a drummer, Vinny's playing is really the blueprint that a lot of people have followed when it comes to doom and stoner metal or rock so he deserves a lot of credit and just hearing them play together and just what tracy does is just out of this world um in my opinion so um we're gonna get to a little do in a second but i do want to remind you guys to uh, follow us on facebook facebook.com forward slash mars attacks radio on Twitter, it is Mars Aries 2005. Uh, we're also on G+. It is plus Mars Attacks Radio. And uh, obviously, go to MarsAttacksRadio.com. You can find links on the right-hand side to that. Links to the Decade Series. Links to the Classic Album Series. The Worship Music Series as well. And um, it's funny. It was just watching a video regarding the halftime show and with the Illuminati connections and another one with how unchristian it is and this and that. Man, fanaticism with any religion sucks. I mean, I think people just look into things just way too much and, oh, well, you know, this means that and this means the other thing. Man, get a life. <laughs> You know, seriously, the internet is great, you know, if leveraged the right way, and it gives people like me the power to do these shows, and maybe I shouldn't be doing a show like this, um, but, I mean, I look at some of these conspiracy theories and some of these jokers that are out there, and, man, what the fuck, dude, <laughs> just be happy, man, life is so short, Life is so difficult. If if you believe in a certain religion or whatnot, you know, more power to you. Let everyone believe and do what they want. Hey, at the end of time, if you're going to be saved and someone isn't going to be saved, then fuck them. You know, if they don't want to listen to you, then that's their problem. You know, just do the best you can do and, you know, let other people live their lives, man. That's it. <laughs> you know? It, I, I don't know, it's just crazy. Growing up in a, you know, very Catholic household where I wasn't able to go to concerts or go to certain things, it's just nutty that 
you know, that seems normal compared to some of the shit that I've seen these last few years and documentaries and just different things online, man. Just crazy, crazy stuff. So, um, yeah, fanaticism, whether it's Muslim fanaticism or Christian fanaticism or, or even Jewish fanaticism, it all sucks, you know? It just, I don't know. It's interpreting shit your own way. It's a lot of people that are illiterate that, you know, I read the good book. Well, you know, I'm awfully fucking proud of you, dude. You read it, but you interpret it the way that you want. It's not a fucking George Lucas movie, you know? And, you know, we can... I mean, I'm making this a whole religious spiel here, but, you know, and I apologize for it. But it just drives me nuts that there are so many things that Ah, I'm not even going to get into it. Anyway, um, <laughs> we could go on for hours here. and um, Fuck, let's get into some Dio. Let's get into something off of Strange Highways. Let's get into Evolution.
little Dio there with Evolution. Yeah. Now let's get into a track that's all satanic and shit. All about self-empowerment where the Bible tells you that you have to be empowered via the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Let's get into a little kiss with the title track off of 1982's Creatures of the Night. What type of stupid shit symbolism does this have? Oh, they're talking about the darkness, and look at their eyes. They're all lit up. That's because Lucifer is the angel of light and the light and the blah, 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 blah.
A little kiss with Creatures of the Night. Next up, going over to Sweden. Man, I often think back to the 80s and think about what I listened to and what other people were listening to. And I'm not ashamed to say that, you know, I was into a lot of the the glamier stuff. Um, but I always, always, always hated the damn ballads. Um, so that's what always pushed me towards thrash bands or heavier bands. But I was always more or less open-minded and listened to different forms of metal. You know, I came from KISS. You know, and for better or for worse, you know, Kiss transitioned into another sort of band. And until Crazy Nights, I continued to buy everything. Crazy Nights came about and I just couldn't do it. So I still don't own Crazy Nights. And the only songs that I have off of Crazy Nights are included in the Kiss box set. And every now and then... You know, when I go back and listen to the entire catalog, I'll listen to the box set and skip over a few things here and there. And outside of, uh, I don't know, the track I'll fight hell to hold you, I just can't do it. I just can't listen to it. So, um, and it's funny because a lot of my fellow podcasters, um, (laughs) Chris from the Decibel Geek Podcast, uh, Mitch Lafon from One on One with Mitch Lafon. They still love a lot of that stuff, and I have no issue with that. The thing is, there are a lot of newer bands that are continuing a lot of those same things, and I just can't get into them for the life of me. And man, I love those shows. I love those guys. Man, they come on my show all the time to do the My Favorite Kiss series, which we'll be recording tomorrow night, actually. And wow, I just, there are just certain things that I just can't listen to. (laughs) And to me, a lot of that stuff is be all end all, where what came out then, you know, there's nothing new out of a lot of these bands that will top it, in my opinion. Um, I don't know. Whether you love it or hate it, to me, something like Cinderella's Night Songs was a classic album from back then even Poison's Look with the Cat Dragged In and things of that nature and none of the things that are coming out now that are within that same sort of genre do anything to top it uh, for me what really got me was the shreddiness and the guitarists that you had back then because there were no slouches in any of these bands if you really look at it case in point we head over to Sweden And we have a band that originally started out by the name of Kingpin. And due to there being another band in the States, if I'm not mistaken, that had the same name, they changed their name to Shotgun Messiah. And man, Harry K. Cody, I'm not sure what he's doing nowadays. I know he was in uh, Zen Clan with Zinni J. Sun, the original lead singer of Shotgun Messiah, who you will hear during this track. Uh, I remember seeing this band initially with a track called Shout It Out on Headbangers Ball, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I I was like, this is a joke, man. These guys suck. And then it wasn't until their second single, Don't Care About Nothing, 
And seeing, you know, Harry K. Cody and what he could do, seeing him with that beret on, seeing him with the um, uh, with the Randy Rhodes flying V, and it was just fucking tremendous. And I've absolutely loved this track since. And I have everything this band has put out. And they've got a lot of high points and some low points, in my opinion. But uh, this track... Don't care about nothing to me is this man it is one of their best tracks. So um, there we go. He's a messiah with a shotgun, and he don't care about nothing. Yeah. Let's get into some shotgun messiah, and hopefully by the time this is over, I, I, I'm done with my uh, southern evangelist voice. <laughs>
little Zinni J. Zan laughing there. Uh, up next, another sort of subgenre of metal that this is even more so than than the glam stuff, because you know I can listen to a lot of the newer stuff, but man, when it comes to power metal, and people start to tell me, "Well, you got to check out Ed Guy, or you got to check out Hammerfall, or you got to check out Thor's Left Testicle," I mean, these bands, man, they I don't know, it just to me, power metal started and ended with with Halloween, to be honest with you. And Halloween, for me, really hasn't put anything really decent out uh, since The Time of the Oath. The Time of the Oath, I think, is a great album. It's their second album with Andy Durris as their lead singer. And it's, I don't know, it just seems like after that, the revolving door of musicians started up and they just became like an imitation of themselves. You know, they keeper of the seven keys one and two were two huge monumental albums, which are possibly the most influential power metal albums of all time. And since they were so popular, so influential, it just seems as if they've always tried to go back to these albums and recreate them ever since you know master of the rings and did i say master of the rings out oh, time of the oath master of the rings is the album before it, it it just kills me you know because the band is very talented i've at least i've always felt that they are and it just just stopped <laughs> you know at the end of the 90s there for me with them and to me power metal died then you know there's so many it's just the singing just gets to me, and it's just so repetitive. I know a lot of people were very high on that Riot V or Riot 5 album. And to me, for example, as a drummer, there's nothing more boring than hearing from start to finish it, uh, on a song just double bass all the way. I, I appreciate double bass, but to have every single song with the same fucking pattern over and over and over again just drives me absolutely crazy. Uh, this is why I think someone like Halloween did it best uh, back then. And here we go. Following, you know, the whole religious overtones, the name of this track is Save Us. Are they going to save us from who? They're trying to take the place of the Lord. <laughs> here we go. A little Halloween coming off of Keeper of the Seven Keys Part 2 with Save Us.
keep things in Germany for a little bit, a hugely influential guitarist, Michael Schenker. Here's someone else that I sort of lost track of a while back, but man, do I love his his early work. I know a lot of people have been saying good stuff about his Temple of Rock album. I really need to check that out. Um, But this is something coming off of his second album, The Michael Schenker Group. I guess it could be called MSG2 or or whatever, however you want to call it. Uh, This is a track that I've always loved. Uh, It's funny because this is someone who I discovered here in Spain as a kid getting an anthology which had the weirdest double cassette case. I've never seen anything else like it. But uh, I remember playing the hell out of it and my brother digging certain songs because he thought it was Judas Priest and then other songs that he absolutely hated because he would say, hey man, that sounds like German funk to me. I mean, what? how could you like that stuff? <laughs> and I love this. Uh, this is a track off of the second album called On and On by the Michael Schenker Group.
Let's take things in a live direction now. Um, I need to do a special on live albums. I did it a while back. I'm not. I don't remember if I did it with Mars Attacks or if I did it with uh, my Spanish podcast or not. I know that others have done similar shows, and it's interesting how in the '70s the live album was such a powerful thing. It sold so much, and even into the '80s. But after that, I think bands. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, looking at the the Kiss example, if you have rock and roll a night party every day off of a live. Do you really need another live version of that, even though the band is playing that on every single one of their tour? So I think that turns a lot of people off. I think if bands were to put out EPs that just featured the new tracks that they played, I mean, a lot of people would buy it. But there you go. They have to play new tracks. If they're not playing new tracks, then it's not possible to do that sort of stuff. But um, Mark Striegel interviewed... Jolyn Turner not too long ago. And man, the Sinve Malmsteen live at Leningrad with Jolyn Turner is just such a cool, phenomenal album. And I mean, Inve again, is someone that's hit or miss with me. And I mean, I remember buying this on cassette as well. Uh, coming with a friend to buy it on the train one summer here in Spain and going home and having the cassette in my hands and all the way until I got home that night, you know, I didn't know what to expect. I really hadn't heard Inve up until then. And I sure as hell was not disappointed. So uh, here's the, I mean, the biggest song Inve has ever done. This is Jolyn Turner with him. And this is a live rendition of Heaven tonight.
as a kid, as a kid, you know, getting into Inve and telling your friends about Inve or whatever, you know, everyone has done this. I don't care who you are unless you're from Sweden. Yingvingve, uh, you got to check this Yingvingve guy out, you know? There's like a million ways. No, Inve, you fuck. So, there you go. Little Inve Malmsteen with Heaven Tonight. And um, uh, more live stuff. Mention this on the Decade series. How at one point in time, the Scorpions were just as big as Maiden and Priest worldwide, man. Uh, unfortunately, they became so popular with songs like Rocky Like a Hurricane and Winds of Change. I think Winds of Change was probably the jumping of the shark moment there more than anything else. But, man, did did Worldwide Live get played back in its day? It's an awesome, awesome live album. And I have... A, a a ton well no i have every like dvd they've released in the last few years and they it doesn't disappoint because every tour they pull out gems and yeah they play the standards but they pull out different tracks from the 70s or 80s that you haven't heard in a while and what else could you ask for you know if you go to see a band religiously on tour you're hoping that you're not seeing the same set list all the time you know at least from tour to tour you know you, you you may want to uh, freshen it up a bit, but hey, whatever. Um, they're successful. I'm not. <laughs> That's why they've been around for all those years doing this stuff. So uh, anyway, let's get into the track. And I could go uber popular, but I can also go back to the days when I used to get, you know, served as an early teen illegally just because i could reach the the damn bar <laughs> and pay basically um so let's let's get back to those days and play something that was uber popular at the time let's do a little big city nights by scorpion we have a song for you from the new album from number six called big city Thank you. 
There you go, Little Scorpions with Big City Nights. want to thank all you guys for listening. Uh, just remember to go to MarsAttacksRadio.com. Go to the right-hand side there of the homepage and see all the pertinent links to the social media stuff or to uh, donate or purchase something via Amazon. Everyone has Amazon links nowadays. So buy from me, man. I need it more. Still unemployed. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, read recently that Faith No More was going to be part of Heavy Montreal. I've said several times on the show that I got to see them headline Sonosphere here in Spain. And um, uh, my good friend Mitch Lafon there said that Faith No More was not headline material. Band is so influential. Uh, one of the most influential bands of the last 20 years um, I get it. He's not a big fan. Um, I can say that I was a casual fan and then became a true believer after seeing them live. They were just that good. They're one of the best live bands I've ever seen. And they haven't been around for how many years for most people? What, like 18 years? Some, somewhere along 
those lines, 18 to 15 years, they haven't played in the States, if I'm not mistaken. I don't have the exact number in front of me. But, uh, yeah, so their tickets are, are being scalped all over the place. People are uh, are playing an arm and a leg for these to get into these sold-out shows. So, yeah, they're headline material. So, anyway, here's a track that came off of their Live at Brixton Academy album. Only reason I would ever hear it was because WSOU back home would play this track. And I've always loved it. And I have this on cassette, and I have it on CD. So I'm going to bring this track to you. It is a cowboy song. Um, if you're a big-time fan, you've already heard it. If you're a casual fan, you may have not heard this track before. So we're going to end the episode with the cowboy song by Faith No More. Thanks once again for listening, and we hope that you come back and check us out right here on the Mars Attacks podcast. See ya.
Thank you for listening to the Mars Attacks podcast. This concludes our show.